everybody welcome back to the blindsiders the survivor podcast and this is a special episode where we're going to be covering season five of survivor new york a live reality game very close to my heart as i played in the first season i'm joined by the creator and host chris and the executive producer is there another title you have naomi uh mother the mother <laughs> the mother of survivor new york so it's very, very special guests uh well how are you guys we're great i mean we're so excited to be here talk to you about survivor new york season five i think this is one of i would say the, our favorite season or maybe our second favorite season of all time for sure so uh so excited to kind of divulge a little bit about it yeah, yeah. i'm uh, super excited to hear about it sorry no, it's okay. I was going to say second only to season one, right, mm-hmm. Brian? <laughs> but yeah, no. it's, that's the best season. I, think I just don't want to hurt any feelings. Um, no. no, whatever yeah. season is the next season that we're promoting is the best season. I right. think that's the best way to, yeah. to put it. Well, this was an idea that I feel like Chris came up with, and I was like, holy shit, this is a really good idea. We have to do it. And we'll get into like all the changes that we made in the uh, uh, the production process. But um, knowing how messy it gets, how uh, each person is as, as a human outside a survivor and as a player, um, you are in for a treat. <laughs> I love that. So, Chris, Bannerman Island, tell me about it. Okay, so I grew up here in the Hudson Valley of New York, uh, right next to the Hudson River. And on the Hudson River, there is an island. It is called Palapal Island. And it is home to a man-made castle um, owned by Francis Bannerman. Back in like the early 1900s, he started a business where he bought excess military equipment um, from the Spanish-American War. Um, over years, he mistreated... Uh, those weapons and they exploded um, the gunpowder gunpowder on the island exploded um, so it was just like this beautiful like skeleton castle on this mm. island sitting in the like the middle of this river mm. and it just it's just a majestic beautiful place and I could go down to uh, the beach and take a look at it as much as I want and I you know thought about it Um, You know, Survivor is much like an arsenal where you can, you have weapons and tools to sort of like use in the game. And maybe I could sort of tie the history of that into this game that I really love. Um, So I thought that, you know, each week there could be some new like twist or some sort of thing that could come into the game to alter it like never before. And that's kind of like where the birthplace of Survivor New York Bannerman Island came from. Um, even the the tribe names are based off of islands that are also situated uh, throughout the Hudson River. So the Iona tribe is based off Iona Island. Palapal is Bannerman's Island. And Asopus is also another island on the Hudson River. So we're really kind of tying in the heritage of the Hudson Valley and the beauty of it go with this season yeah we're just like big hudson river stands right okay like, yeah yes. just love the hudson river um but you can actually see bannerman island from the beach that we shoot on 
So you can turn around and look out into the river and see it. And you can see it when you are on the Metro North train as you go up um, to Beacon. And I think that uh, originally what we had wanted to do was what we ended up doing for season six, because we started planning this season pre-pandemic, right, Chris? Like this. So, yeah, season six was already locked in the theme, the twist, the buffs. We bought the the logo, everything. Naomi had the buffs. Probably for almost two years. Yep, I sat in but, one drawer. I can't believe I didn't lose them. <laughs> <laughs> well, without going into what season six is about, we just felt like the theme didn't fit for that year anymore. It just didn't work. Mm. And we said, you know what, let's shelve this idea and let's let's do something fresh, new. And it kind of came out of like a very quick process between Naomi and I and it worked out beautifully. Yeah, I think like, more than anything, this season is like a little bit of a tribute to the Hudson Valley and the Hudson River. And I think it's, uh, you know, last year our tribes were named after Native American tribes that were in the area. Esopus is also the name of a Native American tribe that's in the area that existed. And I think that um, it's really cool that we get to sort of be very niche. We are mm-hmm. like, you know, it's called Survivor New York. And maybe we could call it Survivor, like Hudson River Valley or Survivor Upstate New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that we, we get to be New York, but we're really kind of specific. Um, and I know people are so furious that they can't have the name New York and it's ours, but well, uh, sorry. Too bad. Should have made yeah. the game first. I don't know. Yeah. And I also think that um, Chris is, is so good at concepts. And when we explored Bannerman Island more, uh, it's not Bannerman's Island. It's Bannerman Island. Uh, okay. Not that anyone said it wrong so far, but I always have to think okay. that because um, it's named it's after so con- It's It's actually funny because it's like some people say one thing, some people say another. And even when I went there, um, I think it like the, the tile on the wall said Bannerman, but like a lot of the locals websites yeah. will say Bannerman. So it's this one thing where no one really knows. Yeah, but, everyone's going to say it wrong but, the whole season. That's okay. And the, yeah. <laughs> oh, and so, as you talked about the arsenal, Naomi, how did that kind of like affect the planning? How did you create an arsenal of twists to surprise the players? Well, Chris went to the craft store and he got that aged parchment paper and then he just kind of went nuts. Okay, uh, you know, I like that. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> <laughs> like we are always trying to incorporate, you know, we love Survivor, but we, I think, uh, I know that I personally resent Jeff Probst a little bit, okay. uh, especially nowadays. And mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, this was like pre, it started pre-pandemic, but the idea developed in the pandemic. So we'd seen Winners at War, um, mm. and we'd seen a lot of like what the goofy stuff that was going on in seasons like 37, 38, 39, 40. Oh and I. <laughs> Well, I think the Ron Clark advantage venue is still like so goofy. Um, and I think that we wanted to incorporate twists that would affect um, not just one person getting an advantage, mm. but um, the idea of risk versus reward that I think we're always highlighting, but also the idea that like you could gain power, you could gain favor with people on the other tribe, you could mm. gain favor within your own tribe, but also... Um, and I think Chris can speak to this a little bit more like you're not going to you're not going to get away with it. It's not like an easy, sneaky, 
situation, you really have to, um, you really have to like have your best acting face on. You have to like really uh, pretend your butt off so your tribe doesn't just like look at you like a target. Um, which I always really love. I love putting players in precarious situations, like how spoiled for season four, uh, Emily Paddock finds the idol in a jug of rice, and mm-hmm. we wanted that precarious situation of somebody finding something out in the open and having to to let it play out in front of their tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because is that is that kind of like threading the needle of the precariousness versus like you know the power. Is if is an, is an advantage more powerful the more precarious the way you get it? Is that kind of like how you, you try to plan this, or is it just like it'd be very funny to watch them try to, you know, dig into some pop tarts and have to hide an advantage? <laughs> well, I wanted it like like Naomi said, it's a lot of risk and reward. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be opportunities where tribes can give players on other tribes powers in the game and it's like well maybe we can use that person later because we've helped them out now right. and then that person feels a sort of way toward that tribe because you know they tried to help them so there's all these intermingling relationships that happen because of these powers in the game that you get don't really get to see a normal survivor because mm-hmm. you don't there's no way for these tribes to mingle otherwise so it's mm-hmm. like each tribe is sending a message to a player that they're giving an advantage to. And that's, I think in itself, really going to help build relationships before swap and before merge. Mm. Um, and the very first twist yeah. of the game, uh, Naomi brought it up to me and I absolutely loved it. And it's, it kind of plays on, a, I think from survivor season 30 or 31, like a risk and reward situation. Uh, choosing advantages uh, for the tribe or choosing an advantage for yourself. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like, think... what was my genius idea? But yeah, there we go. <laughs> and yes, I believe it was the same thing from like Survivor 30 where Carolyn and yeah. like So chose something versus something else. And I thought that was such a great way to start the game, like sh- showcase what these people are there for. Are they there for themselves or are they going to be there for the tribe at such a beginning part of the game and that's what i think survivor is about these days is like you know who's really cunning and who's like too afraid to be cunning just yet Mm. yeah it's the same idea they did in um in kagayan at the start as well um and i love that and i think also speaking of choices brian did you watch the preview did you watch the 15 minutes no i didn't know there were 15 minutes oh gosh wow boko (laughs) out well I'll yeah. just tell you, and I think most people know that, um, except for Brian. No, sorry, except for Brian, the, the host. <laughs> and it just means I haven't done a good enough job of posting it on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think it's more I just haven't been as <laughs> into everything, uh, especially with the end okay. of the last season of Survivor. I've been just avoiding uh i I said that we should take a we really should take like a dry january and like not talk about survivor Mm. except for that i have to talk about except for i'm watching all of banderman island and editing it you know like yeah right i want to but i don't think i can um Mm. so we did something uh we did our day zero twist which we typically we had done in season three and four which was everybody shows up early to the early on friday evening Mm -hmm. And everybody gets to meet each other and hang out and 
what we normally would do is we would not tell them the tribes and we would start the day by announcing what the tribes were at the start of the day. So mm. when you see them walk onto the mat, they found out what tribe they were on about 15 minutes ago. Right. What we did this time is we told them at the at night what tribe they were on. We said oh, it's right. a it's a one world situation. You guys are all going to interact, and that's why Chris describes it as a one world is because they actually know who they're playing with come tomorrow. So they mm. have a lot more time. And I actually think, uh, Chris, I don't know if you remember this. I think it encouraged strategy way more because season three and four, everybody went to bed as soon as we said, "Hey guys, you should really go to bed right now because we're going to wake up early tomorrow morning." Season five. Those MFs were up all night long. And I remember going out and being like, you guys really should go to bed right now. And they were just sitting around talking. And I was like, I understand that you want to strategize. You need to sleep. I, I was just like, I felt like a mom yelling at children mm -hmm. at a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game's on at that point. I mean, the day zero un unofficial or not it's powerful i mean alex jenny and i slept on the same bed on the the day zero of our season we were three of the final four together and you know, i'd never met alex before that day so obviously <laughs> jenny and i were a little closer but, i was gonna uh, say i was like it's funny you met jenny that day too yeah oh God, <laughs> that so, would be a wild story i still remember that it was so awkward i'm so sorry <laughs> no, it was it was great. I mean, meeting everyone so fun. So I love that element. It's like an official part of the game now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine there was a lot of sleeping going on once, like yeah, once no. you're in game mode. Because also, I mean, Chris, I would tell explain a little bit more about in the preview, but because because we're not going to see it in episode one, right? As, right. as far so, as I know. Yeah, basically in the preview, uh, I show a lot of unedited moments from night zero including a reward challenge which really doesn't play a big role into uh, anything that happens like future on in the game um so i kind of wanted it to be its own little thing for really the players um and then maybe to have like a little bonus content mm -hmm. for the the actual like youtube platform right. but basically the the tribes had to choose between brain and brawn as a like a starting challenge and uh, two tribes chose brain and one tribe chose no, i'm sorry two tribes chose brawn and one yeah. tribe chose brain so they had to compete in a brawn challenge but we all in production thought that they would choose a brain challenge so we had a <laughs> brain challenge ready by jordan kalish of survivor <laughs> trivia ready mm -hmm. to go we were all yep. excited about it we were so pumped for the brain challenge and then they all picked they picked two bronze and we're like fuck <laughs> i you know, know what the bronze challenge was brian the re first reward challenge from survivor new york season one. Oh, hey the one challenge i won uh <laughs> yeah. in the pre-merge that's a great challenge as far as i'm concerned yeah so people had to go over each other to get to mm. one side it was like a hot mess and it took yeah, a very long time bad. I was like, okay, yeah, this is not going to look good in the first challenge. episode anyway. Uh, I don't really want to put it in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think that that one. challenge is so funny because you'll hear some some people talk about it in the next day. I don't know if that's in or not, but like people, it, it's not so much that the challenge affected everybody's standings of each other, but some people got so annoyed by how their tribes were doing in that first reward challenge and like 
they could not stop talking about it the next day and it was like girl we gotta move on like yeah. you, have, you have things to do and survivor to play but i i really enjoyed and i think this speaks to the cast is that we chris and i fully expected them to go brain we knew mm-hmm. that these were survivor fans we knew that they were big like trivia you know when you say hey it's you know it's a brain challenge mm-hmm. oh my god is that jordan kalish holding a sack of note cards you think they would realize <laughs> but they didn't they went brawn and, and this this group of people consistently um i feel like i never knew where they were gonna go i was mm-hmm. always surprised by the choices they made and always pleasantly surprised by the choices they made um i think everybody is super smart and I think we can talk a little bit about each of the cast, but like in general, they are like really great players and they always, they always zigged when I thought they were going to zag. That's fun. I mean, I would have also guessed, you know, just based on my experience of playing uh, live reality games, uh, most of us are nerds who play it. Like, let's be real. Let's, you know, be honest. So yeah, I'm surprised they picked Braun as well. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what what kind of went into casting this season? Uh, coming off of season four, a very good season, I thought. What uh, what went into building this season five cast? I don't know if either of you have a strong opinion on that and want to take it. Um, well, I know right from the bat, I you know this was also during a time when of casting where Survivor itself started a diversity campaign and mm. you know promised to do 50 percent uh poc players into the game so you know i really looked at that and i think naomi did very much as well to you know put forth the effort to make sure that we were doing the same thing if we could you know and i think that this cast also speaks for that because i believe that it was over 50 percent um pocs in this cast Um, And we had a lot of uh, POC applicants for this season, which was really exciting because I feel like before that it wasn't as many. Yeah. You know, the other, the other element of like casting in general is survivor. People get the opportunity to win a million dollars where here you're spending like $200 and it changes the pool of people who want to participate or can participate um, or even like, you know, so many people don't know about live reality games, right? Like they have been going on for truly years and I didn't know about them until like 2017. And so you're just trying to reach people and reach more people. And luckily we were able with the success of season four and the wonderful participants that we've had for Mm -hmm. all four of the previous seasons, the, the word of mouth was very positive and people wanted to come and play and I also think that we got kind of integrated into the org world. Um, mm. And there's a really interesting and, and really fun community around like minis. And everybody has these genius ideas for games that are not Survivor or Big Brother. And I really admire them. And so being sort of in that mix, we had done the sequester, as you know. We did a Survivor Brooklyn South sequester. People were getting really sort of mm. uh, meeting new people and meeting new faces. It really opened up our applicant pool beyond just like you know guys in their 20s who like the outdoors and we were thrilled yeah. we were really thrilled about that um and I, I, I think wrong with that uh 
podcasting niche, of course. Uh, no, you always got to have a couple. Um, yeah. Although I don't know who's outdoorsy on this cast, honestly. I really don't. <laughs> um, maybe Kristen yeah, no. and that's it. Um, <laughs> but I think casting for us was all about, like, to me, and was this the season I, I like, interviewed, like, 80 people or something like that? Oh, wow. Right, Chris? I, I think this is the most interviewed group of, like, all of them. Yeah. For sure. I was unemployed, I think. And so I was like, screw it. Let me just talk to everybody. Yeah. Because also I think we wanted to cast with season six in mind. And I don't know that we necessarily really stuck to that. But we did get to meet a ton of people. And some people did end up playing on season six that we talked to for season five. Um, But for a lot of it, it was just I wanted to really speak to people. And actually, I think this is something that if you're you're watching this and you didn't play Survivor New York five or six or four or three... Uh, congratulations for being like the ultimate fan who actually wants to hear what we have to say. Yeah. But uh, it's all about how you have a conversation with me, in my opinion, not Mm -hmm. to get like all heady about casting or whatever, but you want somebody who is dynamic and interesting and has fun stories to tell and thinks of themselves, not just as like a mastermind survivor player, but -hmm. thinks of themselves as like a human being with, laws but also with a lot to provide and a lot of mm. entertainment to give and for Chris and I like you just want to really be passionate about somebody and who they are right. and you think that they're just a really enjoyable person and mm. that's what everybody on this cast brings to the table um, I've been like so I've been staring at their little faces because I've been making graphics today and I'm just like oh they're all so smart and pretty and nice and like pleasant people um and i wonder chris like when chris is also i think taking a lot of leaps of faith based on what i say um and alex and jordan caitlish helped cast this season as well um and we we fought a lot over people (laughs) we fought a lot over who who we did and didn't want in this cast but also i think you know there's a lot of like hey trust me this person's really fun Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the thing is, in the end, I basically was, I took the more backseat role because I really don't like the part of cutting people because I get too right. easily connected to people. Chris is the and Paula like, Abdul. Chris is the Paula yeah, Abdul. I really am, and I was like, you know what, Naomi and Alex are two very polar opposites in terms of like <laughs> casting. So having them both there is great in one regard, but I was always gonna let. Naomi have like the Simon Cowell role there you know he kind of was the tiebreaker but hearing Alex's opinions he did sway me on a lot of people I think a perfect example is Andrew uh tall Andrew this season (laughs) Alex Alex stuck his foot down for him and you know what we doubted him at first but then in the end Alex was right Mm -hmm. so there's a there's a lot of times Alex really is correct even yeah. if I don't want to admit it, but <laughs> Jordan Jordan interviewed um Talkshell and Danny and and you know Chris and I knew Danny um prior, but Talkshell was somebody you know talk with somebody I'd never met a day in my life, mm. and Jordan was like he's great, um and I yeah. and so that was another part of it is I do really trust um the people we bring into casting I think we really trust their their people sense mm. and um. You know, we actually had we had somebody drop out. Um, we had a couple. We had a lot of people drop out, actually, right, Chris? Like in yeah. retrospect, yes. that happens with so, LRGs a lot. 
So um, let me, where do my, I got to pull up my little cast graphic because I, I know all of them, but like I have to see their little faces too. Um, I want to. So, I want to say like the season six is the only season where like nobody dropped out. Like I don't. We had one I... like medical dropout, but it wasn't. It wasn't her fault. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's that's true. But and she didn't. I she think, didn't need to. And like I think Kristen was like the very last person in yes. season five that we contacted. Like, not too far beyond, like maybe a week or so. Yeah. So, um, Kayla was an alternate Kayla uh I didn't even have the time to interview her I had like fucked up my schedule so I was like send us a video I thought her video was great we made her an alternate and then spot opened up she took it right away I think she emailed me back in like five seconds um (laughs) yes Edsel was the same we had somebody drop out Edsel took his spot and Edsel was also like I'm ready Edsel was sending me so many shirts as soon as he could telling me his options for colors he had Kristen was also somebody that we added at the very last minute. Kristen's fantastic. Um, and I think, is that everybody? I that think was? that's it. Yeah. Because I remember making the, I have like, so for this season, every player had like their own um, individual torch and each torch was completely different looking. And on each torch, um, they had like a nameplate with their name on it. So I remember making those extra names and then having to make Kayla, Kristen, and Ed's, like, last second. <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. And I'm very glad the bar wasn't as high in season one for the casting, because I'm not sure I would have quite cleared it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so is there any part of, like, the game design that you want to promote? Like, what's what's the hook right now? You said, like... The advantages is, you know, a comparison to weapons, but like, how how are the tribes divided to start? Because last time you had a very unique way, contenders um, versus veterans. veterans. Gabler was Thank doing you. a minute for them. Gabler's going to yeah, donate a million dollars to our <laughs> knocking veterans. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what was the tribe division uh, to start off this one? Ooh, that's a really good question. I'm trying to think now that I'm looking at each tribe. We just, um, we were like, we didn't pick this until the last second. Yeah, we usually wait to pick the tribes until we are, like meet everybody in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the fun facts for the season is like Sharif and Tall Andy were originally on our like pre like meeting them tribe. But once we met them, they're both like the only, they're the two tallest men or people in the whole game, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's not going to work to have the two tallest players so tall. <laughs> like both on the same tribe. So then we had to like, okay, we have to rearrange this. And we also want to make sure the personalities are right. You know, like who like would mesh with who, um, who would be funny to see with each other. There was also, you know, some pre-existing relationships that we really had to kind of like watch out for. And I think that, played a bigger role in the tribes than anything else is just to make sure yeah. that a lot of those relationships um, weren't revisited and that there couldn't be any like sort of alliance just based off of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like a puzzle. It's like you have, to, right. you, have, you have a couple constants is what I would call them. Like you had three people that couldn't be on the same tribe. Yeah. Um, and then you had two people that couldn't be on the same tribe. Well, one of those people can't be on one of the tribes with one of the other people. Like it, 
-hmm. it really was this weird wonky puzzle of like putting everyone together i don't know in retrospect that i would i think that the tribes knowing what i know now Mm. i don't think the tribes actually need to change at all i don't i don't sit there and go like this person could have moved here um i think they they were all balanced because um well everyone in this tribe is actually very everyone in this this cast is very smart so Mm. i wasn't worried for anybody like to be the dumb hot tribe or anything like that um (laughs) but i think that what when we saw sharif and we were like oh shit he's tall we saw andrew like he's tall uh, that is that is the absolute gag can i tell you it happened again in survivor new york six where you just meet someone and you're like you are so tall i am or someone's really short and you're like what the hell um <laughs> that's the power of zoom baby yeah but i but i love it um and i also think that this cast is like you have a couple of people who are from like the org world actually someone like robin they talk about it in the preview but they never even watched survivor they're just a Big Brother fan slash kind of like an online reality game fan, and they they, they like which is like all right I'll do this, and I love that attitude in them. They they had so much confidence going into a format that they didn't really know a lot about. Um, mm. Julia is also from the org world. Stan had been playing a lot of orgs. Andy, uh, Coach Andrew, Coach um, was from the org world. McKenna was from the org world, um, and I think Laura and Kristen as well. Kristen was on Sequester. Um, mm back in the day and we were really pulling from a lot of people with no experience uh so it could have been like a whole other veterans versus contender season again um and some people with like no experience whatsoever but also like super intense survivor fans like jeremy is a you know a patron and has been around like the the new york city watch parties for a long time um sharif and talk are people who like love survivor but had no like no inkling about these this community whatsoever mm-hmm. um veronica is a co-worker of davies from last season so like there's a lot of yeah, like really okay. fun um backgrounds that i think everyone will talk about in the first episode um and i and i really love that like it's a very there's a good variety but chris you know what you should talk about is uh well chris step, chris and joe stepped their puzzle game up but of course, our Irish friend who makes all our beautiful, like, uh, idols and items. Oh, okay. Like the new. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think for season five we we have the same. I think the same as season four. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have like the props are all really cool. There's a lot of new challenges that were built. Um, for season five that are really exciting. So I'm, I'm really excited for people to see that. Um, a lot of people want to like go onto these games and have that opportunity to do like a, a challenge from the show. And there's a lot that are kind of like that. So I'm excited for the audience to see that and then, you know, hopefully get to do that themselves one day um, for sure. Yeah. Do you want to know something fun, Brian? Is season yeah. six we did in a, I mean, I should say this for the season six podcast, but who knows when that is. Um, we did season six in a park and mm-hmm. there are these like kids who are staying at a different campsite nearby who like basically became our dream team because they just liked oh, watching what we were doing. And so we just let them play the games before we did the challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. That's awesome. And yeah. what's even cooler is that it was all little girls that knew Survivor. There was no little boys. It was like six little girls 13 and under <laughs> and they were all so excited and i was like okay this reminds me of like survival challenge because yeah. that's when it, well that's all the little kids like you know doing that stuff 
Yeah, I was I was working for a sec. Uh, well, Chris knows the last time I did a Survivor Island, there's a giant party of people. Oh yeah, in the same spot, and I was like, oh no, this sounds like it went a lot better. Not that the party bothered us or anything. It's just like, huh? I've literally never seen anyone else at this park in my entire life, and now this one day that happened. Party that, that happened, happened to us, and the, there were these people who were playing their music so loud uh, at the beach that we were at yeah and i remember chris and i were yes. just like what do we do yes so what happened like for that like basically i went up to paddock who was on production i was like paddock do you think you can go over there and ask them to turn their music off because mm. i just don't like i live around here i don't want them yeah. to remember my face right yeah, yeah. Face. so she went over there and she asked them to turn the music off and they said they'll turn it off for while we're there because I, I said we're only going to be here for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then they we filmed we left they turn it back on and then we'd have to keep asking them oh and that's, the, that's the main motivation why we were you know this was one of the last seasons to use that park you know maybe we'll go back i'm not sure but yeah there's and just there a lot of commotion going yeah there's on. construction going on at the school too so yeah so <laughs> We, <laughs> Another thing to highlight is that this season plays um, during a torrential downpour. Oh. It was a hurricane. I can't remember the hurricane, but it was in August of 2021, one of the biggest hurricanes. And the thing is, the entire month, it was just hot, you know, dry weather, no problems, no rain at all. And then this one day, I mean, it was hurricane so windy. Henry. It was yes, Hurricane Henry, and it just poured. Like it took a while. I think it started like maybe eleven or twelve, but from that point on, it was just downpour, and it it really affected the game in a lot of ways. You know, obviously we didn't want the cameras to get wet. Yeah. The players are literally drenched. Um, I think I changed maybe six or seven different times, um, and I was the lucky one just because I live there. Yeah. And everyone else had to just deal with it. And I felt horrible yeah. just trying to throw my clothes at them. Um, oh, yeah. But the, the players really, you know, played Survivor in that way. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I feel like it didn't really affect them, the people that had to deal with it. Like, they, yeah, they are tough as – they're Phil Kogan tough as nails. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. right. they put up with, like, this weather. And it, it kind of – I felt really bad because – uh, the end of day one was supposed to end at a certain point and we had to push like one to two rounds because we were like we're really sorry but it's going to rain it's going to be a hurricane tomorrow and we need to get done quickly so mm-hmm. we need to basically speed things up and go really late so all those people who didn't get any sleep the night before are like like they have the bitchiest looks on their face and i'm like i'm really sorry i told you to go to bed um, right. and now here we all are reaping the consequences of our actions <laughs> um but it, yeah. it was really brutal and i think that the cast put up with a lot and and a lot of the cast um people who were voted out pre-merge stuck around and were so helpful post-merge mm. um even though they didn't have to be there, they didn't have to help. They wanted to be there and they wanted to help and they got drenched too. You know, it was like such a calamity and a muddy backyard um, just trying to make things work. And, uh, you know, our production kind of goes to shit because we have to film in the house because it's so loud under mm-hmm. the tents that you can't hear anything. Right. The yeah. audio 
it gets nuts. Um, and of course, like we had rented some stuff, and I was really paranoid about the rental equipment getting wet. Of course, of course. Um, it was like it was. <laughs> you'll you. I think like you know, there's gonna be a a couple episodes where like everything is subtitled. Like it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be a lot. Believe it. No, believe it or not, I'm you know I'm working on like, I've pretty much finished all the episodes except for the finale and i'm i just kind of touched the finale right now a little bit and it's not as bad as i thought i thought it would be way worse um it's weird because it was like it would you know rain so hard for like maybe a solid 20 minutes and then would stop Mm -hmm. and in those times that it stopped it was like the perfect timing because i'm telling you people were strategizing and i could hear everything so i was like wow maybe the survivor gods were like in our favor for mm-hmm. those moments because it wasn't too bad but then it would during one of the challenges where it was like an endurance challenge it would downpour again it was like this is kind of like cool because that's it's like, good this is yeah driver you know so i was like okay this is maybe kind of like fun but there was definitely moments where i was like oh my gosh am i gonna have to like cancel the game like oh, i was yeah. really scared because like the tribal council is you know out in the open and we couldn't do anything with it and then we finally figured to you know put a cover over it and it, it changed like the look of tribal council but mm-hmm. it was what we had to do to make it work so yeah that's gonna be kind of fun finished, to you know do that later and show we that we finished later. on day two by like 6 p.m it was crazy yeah right. like we were anticipating going to like 8 30 and we like shaved two hours off of the day's events um and again like i like i think we have to acknowledge all of our crew members who also stuck it out with us um they didn't have to they were like just as soaking wet as everybody else um even holding umbrellas over people over me and the camera like Mm. they really didn't have to do that um but they do it because they love to be there and we love them yeah no that that kind of like goes it's kind of like a indie film production where it's just like (laughs) we're just running gunning and we're doing whatever we can and you know oh it's raining okay the shots of the rain now that's just how it is <laughs> yeah all my all my days of you know working like 16 hours on set prepared me for this but honestly it still it still wasn't enough <laughs> <laughs> oh man well is there any like big tease or plug that either of you wanted to make to kind of get people in for this season Chris. I'm trying to think about like some of the moments if there's any big moments um I definitely think you're gonna see some of your most favorite characters like even more exciting than the real show especially after Survivor 43 um mm-hmm. they deliver this the so many of these cast members they deliver and I feel like you really can't tell who's going to win from the beginning. It's just there's mm-hmm. so many front runners right from the start, and there's so many hilarious fumbles from the beginning. Right. Um, and then they learn to redeem themselves. Um, there's people out there looking for personal redemptions, and there's, there's just so many fun stories that are going to you know sort of unravel as the season goes on and relationships um sneaky moments um 
but also a lot of like messy moments. A lot of people screwing yes. up in front of everyone. Um, people telling each other secrets without them knowing <laughs> that they're doing it. it. It gets messy. Yeah. Um, I also think that this season, like, uh, we the advantages that are up for grabs, I think, really shape the way that people play. Um, and they do cause a lot of chaos. But I also think that um, everybody is playing at 110%. Mm-hmm. Nobody is just there for the fun. Experience. They're all there to make friends, but like they're mm-hmm. all there to win. Um, and, and a lot of this cast is very close uh, post-game. And I think that speaks a lot to like uh, how well they bonded when they first met and, and mm. how interesting the game like was and, you know, what everyone took away from it. Um, I will tease that like we, the, the, the episode is like what, an hour and 20 minutes long? Hour and like 14. Because so much of the episode is, is uh, taken up by the fact that uh first of all an amazing first like tribe that goes to tribal council and like a Mm -hmm. really really compelling first vote um but the 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 risk versus reward we mentioned of like you know going back to your camp and having an idle clue or taking something for the tribe causes so much havoc at every single camp that the episode is over an hour long you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's it's beautiful beautiful mess um and i think that you're gonna have some moments where you're like you cannot believe that that happened that's how that went down right well love that um is there anything else about the season that we didn't touch on that you wanted to bring up so the only other thing i think to mention worthy of mentioning is that um survivor new york is has two recap pod has two podcasts now Yes. So we have um, the recap, which is hosted by Davey from season four and Mark from Very season nice. six nice, over on nice. Silent Podcast. We're all on Silent Podcast now, which mm-hmm. is on youtube.com slash silent podcasts. Um, right. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Give that a bigger plug? Yeah. So uh, Mark and Davey are wonderful and they covered Survivor Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, season two. And Survivor Philadelphia season two would have a recap podcast hosted by Mark and Davey and then an exit interview podcast. And we are following in the same suit because Mark and Davey were already going to talk about Survivor New York. And we thought, why would we split viewership? Let's just all get on the same train here. Right. So Chris and I um, and, you know, Mark and Davey will have guests. Chris and I might have guests, but we're going to be doing exit interviews with the eliminated players as the episodes air which uh, will both be live stream and an audio podcast that you will be able to listen to. Um, and Mark and Davey will be doing recaps. So Davey was on production. So Davey knows a lot. Uh, Mark has been minimally spoiled, but I think that to hear, you know, Chris and I have to uh, like pretend a lot yeah. in these podcasts. We have to pretend that we don't know what's going on or, or we have to really not be ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be great to hear Mark, um, and Davey to an extent because Davey has a different perspective because he was he doesn't edit any of this he sees it all fresh for the first time um, have their fresh perspective on on the season um, mm. I don't know Chris if you feel the same way but no I I totally agree because like 
we know everything like you see you know you help me edit all these things so just to kind of have their sort of you know fresh take on it is really exciting and I think it's also exciting for the viewer to kind of like you know I don't know if the word sympathize with them or feel the same way as them and agree or disagree yeah well yeah that sounds awesome so definitely I'll, I'll I'll ask for a link. I'll put the link down in the description, top link for, for that channel. Um, and yeah, anything else you'd like to promote? Twitter handles, anything? Hive accounts. I know that's a thing right now. I don't, I don't know how big of a thing it is right now, <laughs> but I know it is a thing. But uh, yeah, Chris, anything you want to plug? No, this is it. This, this is what I've been working on for a long time. That's why it's taken so long for me to decide when to put it out because I want to make sure that the timing is right. Mm. Um, but this is like my baby right now, <laughs> giving birth to it, to the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Love it. And uh, Naomi, anything you'd like to plug? Well, if you're going to be in New York City, if you're going to be in the New York City area okay. on January 6th, <laughs> we are watching episodes one and two at the bar we always watch Driver at, St. Pat's, yeah. 46th Street. Um, which is really fun. That is Jordan Kalish and, and Brianne from this season kind of got that going. Um, and so I'll, you know, it's, it's on my laptop. It's playing from my computer. So uh, we are going to have a really fun time with that. So if you want to come by, come by. No charge, no tickets necessary. Just show up. Um, for me, I will be, I'm over at Silent Podcast constantly. I just covered the genius. Love that show. Very nice. Yes. Um, with my, they did the genius uh, Netherlands, which I covered with my friend Joshua, and we're going to go back and watch the rest of the genius. So if you uh, haven't already, I've been pushing for Chris to put a genius challenge on Surrevenir for a while. We'll get there. <laughs> no, um, I want to. Okay. I really want to. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> I will also say, uh, when you listen to us on Silent Podcast, that's great. Listen to Mike White was Rob, which is my podcast. But also, yes. there's a wonderful uh, podcast called Survivor Cast International. They're super funny. They cover our season as well, and they just have uh, the funniest thoughts and takes on everything. You know what we take for granted, like knowing that this is on the Hudson River. They don't even know what that is. You know, like and and and. I yeah. love getting to explore that with them. Um, but Survivor Cast International, they're really funny. Jacqueline and Cody. Love that. I love that you're doing a, a watch along like in real life at a bar. That That's so fun. These allergies have, have come so far. I remember. Lipstick does a movie theater. That's crazy. To me. Yeah, that is really crazy. That is but, but very cool. Yeah. I'm planning on going, but I'm just like wondering if I should like bring. I don't know. Art, Survivor New York artifacts? Should I bring them? Yeah. <laughs> Should I bring prizes? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, raffle? We need to make money for season seven, baby. Come on. Yes. I still have tree mail. I could give you know some tree That's mail. Mm -hmm. yeah, tree mail's my, on an actual uh, tree this year. That's yeah, what stepped it up. Send yeah. my used bandana from from my season because you can auction that off for Okay, I'll take well, it. Yeah. You might have to pay <laughs> someone to take it. I don't know if that'll be quite a valuable artifact, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll, Alex uh, will want it. <laughs> doubt, doubtful, but That's so um, funny. yes. Thank you both so much for coming on and promoting it. I love Survivor New York. That you two just do an amazing job with it. Truly, the best. LRG. Uh, we love you, Brian. 
and I I cannot wait for this season. I'm so excited. Thank you. You're always so nice to us. Mess. Mess. It's so good. And and I think it will be a good palate cleanser for Survivor 43. Uh, I I will firmly say, I I said this in in the chat, it is better than Survivor 43. It is a better season than Survivor 43. I'll say it. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, And a better cast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thank you, Brian, uh, for having us. Thank you. Of course, anytime, uh, anytime you, you two want to talk about any reality show, we're, we got them all covered here. Just let me know. But uh, thank you to everyone watching. Of course, this is Better Radio, and this is the Blindsiders, and we'll see you in the next one.